0: welcome 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 to yet another episode of the bobo and flex show my name is bobo and i am your host and i'm with the beautiful flex i am your favorite african auntie your favorite african philosopher and your favorite optimistic nihilist reminding you to get your titty sucked before the apocalypse swallows us up flex how are you doing today i am well
1: i just had some ribena I've been making What's ribena? Oh, Ribena. It's funny you ask. I wish this was sponsored. How fun would that be? <laughs> ribena is a black <laughs> <laughs> It's a black currant fruit drink which apparently has no artificial flavor, color Ooh. or sweetener. And okay. it has a what star health rating? It doesn't have the stars, in it? Anyway, it's made in a, it's made in Malaysia from local and imported ingredients. People in the UK know about Ribena. They would. Okay, mm. okay, so I'll go good. have me some Ribena But I just like drinks. Like I I could sustain. Do you? Yeah, I'm more of a drinker than an eater. I'm far more pickier with what foods what? I want to eat. So I'll just drink drinks all day, and um, and then wait until I can eat something I like.
0: Oh my god! Wow, I'm the exact opposite. That's I feel wild. like I drink the same. Wow. Um. But anyway, I want to really get into today's conversation mm-hmm. because I have so many thoughts and questions. Today, we're talking about intuition. Mm-hmm. Intuition versus logic. How do you know the difference between your internal voice, your intuition, your true self versus societal conditioning? hmm I think this is something that we struggle with a lot, especially because the happiness industry, the spirituality industry, Gwyneth Paltrow, um, the queen of Western medicine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow has sold us on being your authentic self and following your intuition. (laughs) And it's like what the fuck is that? You know? So we want to unpack a lot of that today. So let's start off with that. Mm-hmm. Flex, do you feel like you've discovered the difference between your internal voice, your intuition, your true self versus social conditioning?
1: No. And the reason mm-hmm. why I know this to be true is that well, essentially the reason why we want to talk about this topic is that there was a viral Twitter uh tweet sorry um Mm. that said that you know some people don't have an internal monologue and for those who don't know what internal monologue is it's essentially the the reason why you can speak to yourself in your head so when you read without using your voice and you can not hear the words but yeah you can kind of hear the words in your head or you can see them or you can see visuals or so on and so forth or whatever so basically um Somebody had written on Twitter that not everybody can do that. And some people just don't hear themselves in their head. They might see words and see mm. sentence structures and be able to visualize filing things away and, like, moving things aside. But the mm. whole idea of, like, self-talk doesn't happen. That's and really it's a, interesting. It's a small percent of the population, but there. It's even if it was 10%, that's billions of people mm. or, you know, millions, hundreds of millions. So it's a lot. Um, and then, so I was watching videos about this and obviously there was like, it was hard for either party to, so there was a a video with a guy who had an internal monologue and a girl who didn't. And it was Mm. hard for them to see eye to eye because she couldn't fathom that you could hear voices in your head without being insane. And he couldn't fathom Mm. that she couldn't hear it. You know, how do you read to yourself? How do you talk to yourself? Um, and so I, it, it took me back to, um, uh, a psychic that I went to and, I'm a spooky bitch. Like I love going to psychics, healers, tarot people, astrologers, whatever. I'm there. Same, love it. And so the the over the overarching theme for most of these readings was that I need to trust and lean into my divine intuition, my divine female. So I'm like, what the fuck is that really? Because I don't they like, you know, trust your gut. I'm not I'm not a gut truster. I'm a logical person, (laughs) or at least I try to be as logical as rational as possible where where that's allowed. So in work, you know, you can be logical and rational. In relationships, you know, logic and ration, sometimes it's pushed to the side, you know, for for emotional responses. But I don't know if I can trust my intuition. And I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm an intuitive person because I'm spiritual or because Mm. I was raised religious because sometimes you feel as though you have a divine connection to the otherworldly because you've had access to that conversation from a young age but Mm. i thought to myself is it actually my intuition or is it just the idea of like i've trained and reinforced norms in my head and logical fallacies and because i've repeated them i think they're correct and familiar or is that my intuition because my intuition often just does what i want it to do and i just don't think we're that in sync like
0: that (laughs) like she doesn't really know (laughs) what do you mean by that okay okay
1: let's say i was like oh you know um i have uh uh somebody let's say i'm getting booked for a job right And like, I really don't want to do it, but I have no good reason to do it because it aligns with my interests. Um, It's something that I've done before. It might be a a brand asking me to, you know, do a podcast on talking about self-development. But something within me is like, I don't want to do it. You know, I don't want to do it. So Mm. I might tell myself, it's my intuition. You know, my intuition is saying that something's not right. It's my gut. Yeah. When really it's just me being lazy and trying to justify why I don't want to get up off my ass and do some work. Which one is it? And who am I? Like, And how can I make that distinction? And some people argue that your intuition is, is just exactly that, like reinforcing, you know, or, or not even reinforcing, but being very sure and secure in the decisions that you're making and trusting yourself. And then through that, that self-trust, you begin to learn from the mistakes that you make. And then when you go to make decisions in the future, they're more aligned with the outcome that you want. Fair. Not what yeah. Gwyneth and Co have been saying, though. That's not what they've been <laughs> saying.
0: <laughs> what have Gwyneth and Co been saying? Well, it's similar to like
1: you know, uh, it, uh, intuition, manifesting, trusting the universe. It's all that really imprecise language that denotes yeah. an outcome that we're unsure of. You right. know, because well, what is it they
0: have to, to let the it. Yeah. yeah?
1: What is it to let the and and it's and it's convenient. That, you know, trusting the universe and and manifesting in the way that it's been popularized is it's different for everyone. Mm, You know, it it, it changes per person. Which is convenient, because then I can't come back to you and say, I did what you said and it didn't work, because if it didn't work, that's on me then. (laughs) Suddenly I'm not spiritual enough and I'm not worthy, as opposed to it being, you know, an imprecise method of acquiring or understanding. And not everything I understand, because I am a conflicted person, because by nature, I prefer to lean into logic, but I've also been raised and I like the concept of spirituality. So, you know, in my head, there's always, you know, two separate narratives happening where it's like just trust you know god trust the universe versus you know actually just do your shit you know what I'm yeah saying?
0: i can i can see that i think for you or my understanding of you is that you're a very linear thinker mm-hmm. and spirituality or like metaphysics even is very non-linear yeah and so i think the two like those two intersections for you can be really really confusing so i think for me i'm very much a nonlinear thinker and so it's harder for me to lean more into like planning mm. like rational thing reason like all of those thi- or it's not that it's harder for me to lean into but i think they come secondary to yeah like i guess what you would call intuition it's interesting I agree with you in that I think like these spiritual industries are intentionally vague Mm -hmm. because how would they sell us all this shit anyway? Mm -hmm. I also think it's all a scam. Like I really do think... I don't think you can buy... There's nothing that you can buy that's going to teach you how to be more intuitive and, and, and. Mm -hmm. I just think... I just think all of this... I think it's a lot more simple than people are making it out to be. I literally just think intuition is like a muscle just like memory or any other mental cognitive cognitive ability that the more you exercise the the stronger it gets and that's all there is to it but i do think what's tricky about it is that intuition does defy logic and it does defy everything that we're taught to to lean into you know what i mean like Mm. we're really taught in school especially and under capitalism to prioritize logic linear thinking reason math Mm. like all of those things and that's all good and well but that's only half of how the universe works do you know what i mean absolutely so i think i think intuition and reason are just two sides of one coin and that's all there is to it
1: I mean, I don't necessarily think that all spiritual industries are a scam because I feel, Mm. I, I just don't think that my understanding of how the world works is going to be the right one. And if somebody has access to a higher frequency, a higher plane, and it's true and correct, and they're, and they've got the tools to educate someone further, then sure. I think a lot of what I think a lot of the misunderstanding is a lot of these spiritual practices are trying to teach people what you should be looking out for as opposed to giving them a gift. What do you mean by that? Similar to, okay. So like, you know how you, let's say you go to a therapist, right? Mm. Or you go to a psychiatrist or you go to a psychologist and they're like, oh, you know, um," so you might be like, oh, you know, I get into certain situations and, you know, I start thinking negative thoughts and then, you know, my heart rate increases and I start sweating and so on and so forth and blah, blah, blah. And this person says, oh, perhaps that's a symptom of anxiety. Let's look for more symptoms. The same way you would go to a spiritual healer and you say, you know, well, I feel a divination. Sometimes I see certain things, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, perhaps that might mean this. That I totally understand. Pulling out, yeah. you know, reason or pulling out indicators of another outcome. I get that. What I don't understand is the spiritual gatekeeping. If you don't do oh, it but this that's way, that's what I'm referring to, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't do it this way, therefore you must not be spiritually inclined, and so on yeah. and so forth. And yeah. I feel like for a lot of spiritual practices, there is a way to um, to to explain them with reason, but people don't like <laughs> people don't like that. Yeah. So when I talk about yeah. manifesting, yeah. right, I say. The manifesting practice that I do is not spiritual.
0: It's very practical. It's very practical,
1: right? Because I don't think it's realistic to tell someone, hey, like, think it and you'll receive it. Though that may Mm. be someone's practice if you pray. For the rest of the world, you need some additional steps. And so then we move on to chemistry and your brain chemistry and the way your mind functions and your subconscious mind and and all these things. And then you start to see the similarities between two practices. Totally understand. My issue is the fact that there is an elitist kind of undertone to the idea of being intuitive, right? Like, there you know, you like I, I'm this able to exactly deep, what I mean. yeah. you know, and, and pull out what I need to. And I just trust my mind and I trust the process. And, and yeah. it's like, great. But for those of us who don't really understand what that looks like, please humor us.
0: Elaborate. Suddenly yeah. Yeah. it's
1: quiet. Oh look like <laughs> honestly when you know you know this is also that the frustration i had with the concept of love right
0: mm, up until what do i you read mean?
1: Up until I read bell Hooks's all about love. I was so confused because it was not something that people could define very easily. And the definitions yeah. that they were giving were easily debunked. Oh, you know, yeah. you love someone when they make you happy and you make them happy and you want to sacrifice things to them. So is love a deficit? Do I have to <laughs> give <laughs> for it to come back? And within that book, they reference an author called Peck who said that to love someone is to be committed to their physical, spiritual and mental growth. Yeah. Right? And then you think, okay, so with that in mind, if I'm not ho- like if I'm not overwhelmingly committed to you and your being and seeing you elevate and grow, then in theory I must not love you. And I'm comfortable with that definition because it really weeds yeah. out most people, you know? Yeah. Similar with something like intuition. I would love a quick little something a quick little definition to, to wrap it up and say oh this is what it means to be intuitive because all i'm getting so far is if you're able to acknowledge or see the similarities or the cause and effect between how you think and how you act you must be intuitive and that just seems yeah. like like rational thinking to me
0: yeah so i agree with you in that <laughs> There is a lot of elitism, and that, and I think there has to be in order for so in order for Gwyneth to sell you intuition, she has to make it out to be this this thing that she has access to, and that isn't easy to reach, and is so woo woo and fluffy, and 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 and, which is just why I don't believe that you can buy yourself into that knowledge these are things that like you do have to sort of seek out on your own and not rely on like these gatekeepers because they're just trying to get your money and so i think for me or the way i would define intuition is self-awareness really because i think the more that you know and understand yourself the easier it is to listen to yourself Mm -hmm. i don't know that it's a gut feeling i don't know that it's a feeling that you have in your stomach but it's that same it's To put it simply, when you meet someone and you know that not this nigga, like this person's a scam or this person has bad vibe, whatever it is. When you meet someone and you just know that not this person, then that's just intuition and it's not anything more complicated than that. Mm. And I'm just, I'm skeptical and I'm dubious of people who claim to have the answers Mm. for everyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah in that very dogmatic way Mm -hmm. people who frame anything that's metaphysical as this dogmatic thing that they have the answers to that's what i'm skeptical of the one thing that i do think is that it's not complicated it's democratic and it's accessible by everyone and it works symbiotically with self-awareness. Like the more you know yourself, the more you can listen to yourself. And the more you listen to yourself, the more you can know yourself. Yep,
1: I like that, I like that. Do you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) And that's just like, anything, any definition that's more complicated than that. I also, have you found that like spiritual industries are more interested in being complicated than Mm -hmm. in teaching? Yep. Like this, like academic snobbery. Mm-hmm. It's very true. It's it's really interesting, and it's not a
1: coincidence, you know. Mm. And I don't think that. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say. Can all things be explained simply if you don't have the range or the intellect to understand? Maybe not. But yeah. they also say if you yeah. can't explain something to a, a toddler, you can't. You don't understand it at all. Then
0: you don't. Yeah. You know fully. Mm, which yeah.
1: you know. Either way, but a wild card which I guess reaffirms what we were speaking about earlier. If I Google the dictionary definition of intuition, right, it says that it's the ability to understand something instinctively without the need for conscious reasoning. Mm. And that in itself... Is vague. You know, because let's say the ability to understand... Like what is
0: the what does that mean?
1: Right? So... Yeah. Okay, so let's say to understand is... To perceive the intended meaning or to interpret or view something in a particular way. So if I can see something in a particular way and believe it to be true without (laughs) conscious reasoning. I see where you're going. Then Is that just like, you know, is that delusion? Is that delusion? Which I'm comfortable with. Yeah. You know, that's just, it's well, part I think, of my vocation. Yeah, what is the
0: difference? What is the difference? <laughs> is it delusion or intuition? <laughs> what is the difference between delusion and intuition? According but I would to also the also nothing. What is the nothing? difference? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. So my understanding, this is how I navigate the world. Because I don't believe in objectivity or objective truths. I just think there are various ways of understanding the world and yourself Mm -hmm. and you have to use all of the tools that were given to you so you have reason you have logic you have experience you have intellect and then you have intuition and I think all of these things work symbiotically together because I exist in my own mind I don't know what it's like in anyone else's mind in the same way that a bitch who has an internal monologue cannot fathom what it's like to exist in a brain without one. Mm. I just can't fathom what intuition or reason or logic feels like in someone else's brain. So how Mm. am I, you Mm -hmm. know, how am I to define it on a universal scale for someone else? Mm -hmm. All I know is what existence is like in my reality mm-hmm. and my reality is by definition subjective and maybe that is intuition like being
1: comfortable with making a distinction between my immediate reality and what i deem to be true untrue exactly. real not real yeah. versus yours and so then i'm not caught up in you know what your intuition tells you because maybe in your world we should be fearful of xyz but in my world i'm quite comfortable with right it. Ooh, yeah Ooh. So my intuition tells me that when I get on this plane today, I'm not going to die because I'm quite comfortable with that fact. But your intuition right. may tell you that this metal tin in the sky is bound to fall. Interesting. Yeah. So here is the the dictionary definition of delusion. Mm. This is going to be a Which good one.
0: also I think we should def- differentiate between delusion and illusion. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that was a good one. We learned that the other day. Yeah. Um, okay, so the dictionary definition of delusion is an Id- an idiosyncratic belief and idiosyncratic means peculiar um or impression maintained despite being contradicted by reality or rational argument typically as a symptom of a mental disorder now <coughs> so if you tell me that to have or to be into to have intuition right is to is to be able to understand something instinctively without the need for conscious reasoning.
0: Mm.
1: So, but in that same vein, then I could, by definition, be delusional. Yeah, yeah,
0: fully amazing. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> and that's just the subjectivity of our brains. I love that duality. I'm comfortable. I mean, it's in the same way that it's like what you were saying: if a monkey's in danger. He, intuit- he intuitively needs to climb up a tree, mm-hmm. but that's just not the same for a fucking a jaguar or whatever the case mm-hmm. is. And I feel like the, the same logic applies to everyone. Like we just, we, there's just no answer for anything.
1: <laughs> and that's the end of our podcast forever. <laughs> okay, so here's the difference between illusion, illusion and delusion Mm. illusion with an a is an indirect mention of something that exists Mm. illusion is a fleeting or temporary false impression so like a magic trick or
0: contour (laughs) i'm (laughs) dead she really said contour
1: (laughs) and this is how my brain works and uh, delusion. I'm actually
0: tired of you.
1: <laughs> and delusion is a belief in something despite evidence to the contrary. Yeah. And then, even evidence, you know, oh, evidence is objective until you have evidence is objective until you have something that disputes that, and then it's subjective, and then we move on. But anyway, yeah. Um. So, okay, right. So, okay, we can say that if somebody believes that um manifesting works for them, they could be it could be an illusion or a delusion. Ooh,
0: because let's say I I, let's get into I manifest yeah. something,
1: right? Yes. And then what I manifested came true. So I manifested a job and I got the job. Mm. One might mm. say that, yes, you did in fact do that. Or one might say you manifested it, but you also applied for the job. You also interviewed. <laughs> you also studied research. You also nailed well, it, and the therefore difference? you got the job. Well, I th- yeah, well, in theory, manifesting in a spiritual sense uses the law of attraction. So the law of attraction yeah. implies that you can you can attract good things and bad things things through wanting them, right? And manifesting mm is the addition, manifesting is the action of activating the law of attraction. So the law of attraction is to know and manifesting is to do or believe. So like the law of attraction exists outside of me and the manifesting is me saying, I'm going to actively think about it and think and think and think and then trust on the universe and everything conspiring to do the the work for me. That's not the manifesting that I do, but we have an ebook for that. Anyway... So yeah, yes. one might say that that is an illusion because I might have thought that I thought about it and and that's how I got it, or in reality, I worked for it and I got it. Yeah. Oh, that's my doorbell. One second. <laughs> okay. We have returned.
0: As Love I was you. saying, and so Love attraction, yeah.
1: <laughs> and so the delusion would be, if I said I manifested it and I believed it to be true. But the interviewer told me that the reason why you got it is because you went above and beyond, you handed in an essay, you know, you, you had 16 references, and that is why you got the job. Mm. And so a delusion would be like, despite knowing that, you attest that it was manifesting.
0: But isn't all manifestation a delusion? Mm. Or like, okay, what are your thoughts on the law of attraction? Not as, a, that's a big question. So let me <laughs> yeah. make that more specific. <laughs> what i mean by so we've all been presented the law of attraction when the secret came out mm-hmm. i remember reading that book when i was 13 whatever how whatever how she said I when i was
1: 13 when the rest of us was reading the princess diaries <laughs> you were reading the law of attraction
0: <laughs> i really was staring into the abyss <laughs> i remember just reading it and just I feel like my understand like that was sort of my understanding of like the idea that there's a metaphysical world as well as a physical world. Right. So I had a lot of questions and I, I feel like I honestly have only gotten some sort of resolve on those questions this year. Mm-hmm. And that's because I feel like we've been presented the law of attraction as this thing that we do with our brains. Mm-hmm. So we think our lives into existence and... We take far too much credit for our for our lives than I think is actually possible. Mm-hmm. And do you think that is actually how the law of attraction works?
1: I mean, well, the way I understand the law of attraction, so aside from it's the idea that you know that you can attract good and bad. Mm. Uh, the way I see it is like, yeah, positive thoughts bring positive experiences. Negative thoughts bring negative experiences. If that's in addition to the action. And I think your thoughts, Mm. your thoughts dictate how you act, right? So if I'm constantly thinking that uh, men are trash, men cheat, men will never be faithful, men aren't capable parents, right? Then by nature, whether or not I...
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
1: believe that to be wholly true partly true mm. my actions will further uh what's the word i'm looking for my actions will cement that thought process whether i think so or not because of the fact that your subconscious mind is doing more work than you think it is so all this conscious mm. thinking you're doing about I skepticism you know do i believe or do i not believe it doesn't matter because your subconscious mind already knows what the fuck they want to do and they have yeah, no agenda yeah. they're just repeating what you already believe on cycle so i feel like When the law of attraction is is analyzed purely through a spiritual lens of you want, so you have, you don't want, so you don't have, and doesn't leave, um, doesn't leave gaps of of objective thinking for things like, you know, things that nobody wants, like disease Mm. or heartache or whatever, you know, but if you think about it in a scientific way, then it makes a lot of sense. How, what you think is how you perceive the world and how you perceive the world dictates how you act. So it's all kind of like, It's all kind of connected, but I do think it's kind of productive to go to somebody with no privilege, no access and no resource and tell them to think their way out of their situation. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, yeah, the whole idea, being able to participate in the act of manifesting uh, and the law of attraction um, is, is privilege.
0: (laughs) You have to start from somewhere or you
1: have to, uh, you have to have something that, that jump starts the process. It doesn't materialize out of nowhere
0: and that's so th- these are where a lot of my doubts come from so i really believe in luck more than anything mm-hmm. yeah so me being lucky enough to be born into a family that could afford to send me good schools and that could afford me the time to be reading the law of attraction <laughs> you know like all said, of these you things. are poor
1: and that's why you were reading the princess diaries wake up <laughs> <laughs> open your third eye <laughs> Bobo's raising Open my your third eye, bitch. <laughs> Put down that drizzle. <laughs> She's like his Descartes, his Hume. Learn something today.
0: <laughs> wow, me at six years old. Um, but no, I just imagine like if I went to Harriet Tubman and I was like, guys, you need to manifest your way out of this slavery. Like, it is. I think also it's because the branding of law of attraction is these like blonde white girls in Malibu who are like I manifested my six figure salary and it's like but did you manifest it or are you a rich white girl in Malibu because can Harriet Tubman manifest a six figure salary you know what I mean? I think there's a lot of good that came out of these concepts of manifestation and law of attraction but i also think it bred a lot of delusion i think far too many people especially men just take credit for things that really they should be giving credit to their privilege and i don't think there's anything wrong with privilege but i do think you benefit more from knowing whether something was a result of your own conscious action or just a result of just like being born into really lucky circumstances but
1: i want to say that privilege is a tool Mm. you know and it needs to be used for it to be its most potent so even if you were born into privilege if you don't have the wherewithal to see that privilege for what it is and then to understand that it can be used to be the conduit to more or other then really that privilege can only do so much right similarly the way we the way you said just then you know if you can't go tell someone in the slums to think their way out of a certain situation one might argue that like your circumstance informs your mindset right yes and then your mindset informs your actions yes i agree if your circumstance is shit then, or yeah. if you if, let's say, not even shit, if your circumstance is lackluster and your circumstance yeah. doesn't reflect the lifestyle you want, that is your reality. And so to yeah. think outside of that reality is delusion. Yes. Right? And so yes, many of us fully. will not lean into delusion because it's not realistic. So we lean into the reality of our situation is that our circumstances lackluster. To think otherwise would be delusional. So we will lean in to this thought process of it's lackluster Mm. and there is no change. Then we lean in and our mindset now tells us that this is our circumstance and this is our situation. This is the norm. This is normal. And there's no left or right, up or down. It just is. Yeah. I can't change it. There is no tool to get me out or move me further in. It's just my present state of being then that mm. now dictates the how you act or don't act.
0: You know mm. what I mean? Yeah.
1: So in the same way that we could say that, you know, the Gwyneths of the world, their circumstance has given them the resource and the access to believe that they can have more because they've been had more.
0: So right.
1: like, what's a million dollars when you've got 200,000, you know, right? What's, a, yeah. what's three businesses when you have one? That's just yeah. more of what you already have. And when yeah. you are in that situation, what is one extra dead family member when you've already lost seven? Mm. It just is the way your yeah. life is. And so fundamentally, uh, that's why the conversation around manifesting the law of attraction is inherently Uh, privilege because in order to change your mindset, like really get into your brain and do some rearranging and rewiring, you've got to be... You
0: have to have the privilege to do that. Come on now. To even know you You have the choice
1: to do that is privilege. Honestly,
0: (laughs) I actually... Maybe this is derailing, but I guess it's not. No, I guess it's not. I actually don't think any of us have any free will. And I think that is manifestation. So my definition of manifestation is to get out of your own way because I really think that is all you can do for yourself but that's also more than enough Mm -hmm. I think a lot of our suffering comes from trying to control things that we really don't have control over and then I also think a lot of our suffering comes from the delusion that we have control over things that we just don't have control over I think, like, fundamentally, we're all robots inside our skin suit. And everything that happens to you and the way your life plays out was pretty much predetermined from the day you were conceived. Mm. And the only thing you can do is just to get out of your own way, which is to say there's already a path, a path that will lead you to your highest fulfillment, that will lead you to you being your highest self and being your most fulfilled And living in your purpose if you have one. But whatever the fuck you're here to do, I feel like there's already a path or a stream or a flow. And the only thing you can do is just to get on that path and walk down the path. And that's all you can do. But to that
1: point, like how do you know that action or inaction is in line with the path or is contrary to that path? So, like, even if your life Mm. is predetermined and we can say that no matter what I do or how I do it, there's a destination for me that is none of my business, then you, I feel like it's, you have some sort of responsibility to have some agency over which path you take together. Let's say there's 400 different paths to get to the same destination. Well, let's do big enjoyment and get there.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So, what I'm not, what I'm not advocating for is apathy. Yeah. So, I'm definitely not advocating for apathy And this isn't even about fatalism either Mm. because in the same way, like it's no one's path to sit in bed and do nothing. Mm. Like if you even tried for a day or maybe a week, I could do a day. If you tried for a day to just lay inside your bed and do absolutely nothing, you simply couldn't because that's just not, it goes back to, to what we were talking about in the beginning of this conversation about intuition And how do you know whether something is intuition versus social conditioning? Mm. And I think that the difference is in knowing yourself. Like the only way to know what to do is to know who you are. Like that there's actually no, there's nothing else. I mean, we all have different philosophies on why we think we're alive. But I literally think the only purpose, the only reason for human existence is to be yourself. And just to be the most... Like, if you're just an apple on an apple tree, your only purpose here is just to be the best apple on that apple tree that you can be. And, like, that's all there is. But with that in mind,
1: even the idea mm. of knowing yourself is, is like is flawed because what you might Ooh. perceive to be the real you is just the circumstance that you've gotten yourself into. And by that logic, like, am I the person I was when I was five? No. And if I've gone out of my way to alter my being by, you know, learning or changing or enhancing, then am I moving further away from who I am or closer to who I am? Because who I am isn't a destination, as we've discovered. It's ever evolving. Yeah. So if I'm meant to be an apple on the tree.
0: Yes. What I do. Well, even a- apples grow. That's it. <laughs> and they fall you off they and mean? they get eaten
1: and then they turn into cores. So- exactly. <laughs> yes.
0: I think it's A. I think it's a few things. It's A about not resisting change. It's B, just allowing the change to happen. And it's C, emptying your mind. And I talk about emptying your mind in every episode. So I feel like now I just sound like a broken record. But I think there's no way to know who you are unless you empty your mind. And you're like, you really sit with yourself. And you ask yourself, like, who am I without any of this? Like, if I wasn't born under capitalism, if I didn't go to school, if I wasn't indoctrinated by society, if my parents didn't force me down this path, like all of these different things, instead of just like taking everything at face value and accepting it for what it is, the only way to know who you are is to empty your mind and to ask yourself who am i outside of all of these contexts because none of them are real like if i had never heard of the concept of a woman what who would i be like if i had never heard of the concept of race would i still be black would i still eat the foods that i eat if i wasn't born in this part of the country in this part of the world Would I still be Christian? It's like just like these questions that lead you back to yourself. And once you're led back to yourself. And I also think the process of going back to yourself is it's more of a shedding of things as opposed to a putting more things on. It has a lot more to do with subtraction than addition, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm, It does. Have you noticed that the older you get, the more you just become, like, your child, Mm -hmm. your child self? I see that. And, like, isn't that just the purpose?
1: I mean, but how much credit can you take for that? Because one might say you revert back to childhood because, not because it's intrinsic or you were always on that journey, but to evolve is hard. And not everybody has the range or the stamina to do so. And so you revert.
0: Oh, are you saying you revert not because you're improving, but because you're digressing?
1: Well, I I say like, yeah, I say, yeah, you you, potentially you're reverting because you're digressing because we know to or we can assume to grow and to evolve is hard because change is difficult. Mm. And, you know we're all indoctrinated to believe that it's going to take a very little change to get to where we want to be. And then, you know, we turn 25 and we're still not married with kids yet. And then we turn 30 and we still have no savings. And then we turn 40 and our kids, ha- you know, all these things happen. So it's like, okay, instead of wanting more and failing, let me just go back to simpler times. And like oh. that in itself, I don't think that oh, but that's settling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it settling? Is it going back to your inner child? Is it reverting? It It, it could be any <laughs> or all of those things. Do you know what I mean? And
0: so mm, yeah it's the way i view well, I it i think the difference is in how it feels
1: this is true so, but is it illusion or delusion
0: mm, what do you mean
1: because similar to like the, the example of going back to your inner child and assuming that that because it feels right or it, or it feels good or it feels natural that it is yeah. good or it is the natural place to be is that an illusion or a delusion
0: i think that again is is the difference between how it feels
1: but feeling I feel like if you're becoming so, yourself.
0: Yeah, go on. So I think if you are just becoming more and more of yourself, and I think so here's also to contextualize what I'm talking about. I think a lot of religions have framed human existence as you're born with a soul. Whereas I think that you're born and you create your soul as you're alive. So your existence is literally just you creating your soul. And then you die once it's finished, like you've you've done what you're here to do. And all of existence is just like the pain and the suffering that comes from bringing forth your soul, if that makes sense. So the difference between you becoming more and more of yourself versus you settling is just in how it feels you settling is still a resisting of yourself, whereas you just becoming more and more of yourself is like it just feels effortless. Yeah, you but you don't have to like try But that's what I'm you know talking
1: what I mean? about. To mm. to interpret something as effortless as right. Is that just your intuition reinforcing oh. what you've always been doing? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? No, I
0: hear it. Remember when
1: I talked to you about the homeostatic impulse? It's that part of your brain that allows you to breathe, blink, and do all these actions on repeat without thinking. So it identifies patterns within your body and puts them on repeat in your subconscious mind. So you have more conscious memory to do things. Yeah? Because if you had to if you had to think about breathing, blinking, pumping your heart and all that shit, you just couldn't do anything else homeostasis applies to your mental thoughts so what you what you do on repeat let's say you have a lot of negative self-think and that's your standard you're always talking shit about yourself that shit's on homeostasis so when you're you're when you're sleeping when you're breathing when you're rooting those thoughts are in the background just doing their thing Mm. on rotation on repeat And because your subconscious mind doesn't have an agenda, it doesn't know that it shouldn't be putting those thoughts and pumping them to you on repeat. It just does it anyway. And then what happens Mm. when you act out of character to that habit, so let's say instead of negative self-think, you start to think about yourself positively and think positively about yourself because your mind is under attack, quote unquote. (laughs) your your brain starts sending yeah your brain starts sending physical negative responses to you then your heart rate increases then you feel uncomfortable then you think this can't be right because if it felt right i would be comfortable no Mm. in that state being uncomfortable is meaning that you're breaking a pattern yeah. So that's what I mean by when you when we talk about going to ourselves, if we move to what feels comfortable and what feels right, how do we know we're not moving towards just what we've reinforced and conditioned ourselves to feel good and right about?
0: I hear what you're saying, and I think the delusion is in convincing yourself that how do I put it? Like I I agree with you, but I think the distinction because people do that a lot Mm. and like your mind can play tricks on you, especially when it's been conditioned and indoctrinated for so long. Mm. But I still think that beneath that layer, you can You can choose to convince yourself whether what you're doing is your truth or not.
1: Oh, that's your business either way. Like
0: like you'll always know whether or not you're lying to yourself. And the delusion lies in how hard you're trying to convince yourself of these lies. Mm. You know that like you, you, you can lie to everyone, but you can never ultimately lie to yourself. So you, you can lie to yourself and tell yourself. No, I not don't lie think you can lie to yourself. Nope. Hmm. I think there's. I believe in confabulation. Okay. You know where you 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 lie to yourself so much that you convince yourself to believe your own lies. Yeah. Like, have you that that concept? Yeah, absolutely. But it's like even then, made up you memories, still, made up. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? But even then, you still know that you're confabulating. Hmm. You know. So I I it ultimately comes down to. You can't – basically what I'm saying is it is impossible to run away from yourself.
1: Can't you lie to yourself if you're not self-aware, though? Because I think that self-awareness allows you the privilege to see through your own bullshit. But if you're not self-aware, then is it just a state of being or –
0: Well, I think a refusal to be self-aware is a form of running away from yourself. (gasps) The the person who (laughs) – Are we spiraling? The person who was unable to sit in a room with himself or herself or themselves and their thoughts, you are running away from yourself. Mm. Like, what are you running away from, fam? If you're just by yourself and you're like, oh my God, I have to watch Netflix. I can't sit. That is a form of running away from yourself. Mm. A refusal to be self-aware is just you running away from yourselves. But that shit isn't sustainable because you will always... Yourself will always catch up with you because that's literally the only purpose of existing is to be yourself. So you can't outrun that. Is that I mean? the only purpose of existing
1: to be yourself? I think that feels th- like th- a well, that's my philosophy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's my philosophy. Mm. And so, but I'm not stating it as an objective truth and that's why I'm framing it as a philosophy and not a religion mm. or a dogma Um, or a truth or a fact it's just a philosophy but my belief is that we're all just here like i said we're all here not with a ready-made soul but we're here to just like create our souls and that creation is literally just you being yourself like i feel like i conceptualize human existence so I'm gonna let that pass. I conceptualize human existence as a painting. So if all of this, this entire universe, is a painting, then we're just all the brushstrokes. Do you know what I mean? Like, have we been painted every- yet,
1: or are we painting?
0: We're painting right. as, like, we are making the painting. Mm-hmm. If the entire universe is the ocean, we're just the waves. Oh, I was gonna say if we're the, the fish. The entire universe. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh, I like, said, no, bitch, I'm room. a jelly bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just think we're all just like little tiny parts of this big thing, and you're just here to play your part. Like, if, if life is, is just a part? song, everyone is a note.
1: And, the, what, and like, what is the consequence for not playing your part?
0: Because is, it's your, is your
1: part leaning into what? Because when we talk about. Predisposition in terms of like, uh, logic or familial, many of us don't align with what we've been predisposed to do. Your family mm. were cleaners. Why aren't you a cleaner? Your family's yeah. full of academic. Why are you a dummy? You know? So when, when we say play your part, even that sounds like, well, who, my part for who? My part for humanity? My part for my community? My part for my country? What is my part? How do we even know if we have parts?
0: As in, when I, so I don't think any of us, or oh, well, a few people can, but there's no playing your part under capitalism. Like capitalism is inherently very unnatural mm. and none of us were designed to do this shit. Like none of us were designed to be born just to be thrown into cages to worry about money and then die. But that's what we're all out here doing. But that's not like what we're here to do which is clearly why the world is ending and why the world is in the state that it's in because we're not all playing our parts and to answer your first question of like what is the consequence of not playing your part the consequence is suffering mm-hmm. now now you suffer do you know what i mean <laughs> it's like if you were meant to paint but instead you're an accountant in a cubicle you suffer like that is (laughs) (laughs) your that is an erosion of that's why we call these jobs soul crushing because that literally is what it is it erodes is that is that a word yeah it erodes your soul like the literal fabric of your being decays the more you refuse to be yourself, or the more you're hampered from being yourself, you know? Mm. Which is why we have to dismantle capitalism and eat (laughs) the rich.
1: (laughs) Leave me out of it. When this wealth is generated, I will be stockpiling.
0: (laughs) I'm screaming. What do you think is the purpose of human existence? Like, why do you think we're here? Big enjoyment. Oh, I love, okay, so hedonism.
1: Yeah. But I think hidden I think hedonism yeah. moves to like debauchery really quickly and it's just not that deep. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> what do you mean? I feel like minor ways of enjoyment. Like I don't mm. think many of us chase just like general joy in a minor scale. Like if you know yeah. that buying a MacBook is gonna bring you more joy than buying a PC then buy that MacBook. It's mm. inappropriately priced and it'll break in a few years. But if it brings you joy, even temporarily, feel free to say no. It's so hard to find joy, you know, generally. So if you can, if you can pick it apart and, and find some in, in little spots, then why wouldn't you do that? Some of us just like are, are martyrs to the point of like, who is it benefiting for you not to be happy? And I'm not yeah. talking clinically yeah, or mentally, but on a, on a minor scale, why are we prioritizing discomfort or other people's comforts for our own? Mm. And it's with little things. Like when I go to a restaurant and someone's like, oh, I wish this came with a bit of with a bit of ketchup. Just go and ask and you too can be fulfilled. <laughs> it's so minor and it's going to improve your meal tenfold. Why wouldn't you do it?
0: Yeah. I feel like listening to what you're saying, are we saying the same thing? Yeah. To a point. Because but I, yeah.
1: I, it's one of those things where I don't think everybody has... A divine purpose it's too much pressure. oh i don't think so either so, so when you I say people this have shit a place i thought meant they have
0: purpose it's like oh no we're not oh no not a purpose Mm-mm. it's so it's not divine it's literally not deep similarly to you i am a hedonist i don't know if you pronounce it hedonist or hedonist but i'll say hedonist but i think um pleasure because i do believe in pleasure i think pleasure is a byproduct of being yourself which is what you're here to do i don't think any of this is divine i don't think it's like you're endowed with this huge massive thing and you're here to be buddha and to reach enlightenment and i think a lot of people conflate being yourself with being great because capitalism deludes us into thinking that to be your highest self is to be the best or to be the greatest when in reality most of us if not all of us are just ordinary and just average and there's a lot of beauty and fulfillment to be found in being ordinary but most people suffer because of pursuing greatness instead of just being your simple small small self. In summary the purpose of human existence is to be yourself to be the paintbrush in the painting no not the paintbrush but the paint stroke to be the stroke in the painting to be To be the wave in the ocean, to be the sand on the beach, to be the apple in the apple tree, like just do you, get your titty sucked, get your ass ate, lean into pleasure, don't waste your life, we're all gonna die, we don't have free will, the only thing you can do is not get in the way, in your own way, and just enjoy, you know, and that's that on that. So, yeah, I think Flex's mic has died. So let's continue this conversation. Let's talk in the Facebook group. What do you think is the purpose of existence? Why are we here? Where are we going after this? Maybe we'll do an afterlife episode, although we touched on that briefly. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook at Bobo and Flex tweet at us instagram us do all the things let's continue this conversation bye imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time